98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. The government is to ease more social distancing measures, including those on restaurant operating hours and barbecue pits. 52-year-old woman has been arrested following a high-speed car chase from West Kowloon. And in finance, the European Central Bank raises interest rates by three-quarters of a percentage point as it battles inflation. The government has announced the further relaxation of social distancing measures. Restrictions on the operating hours for restaurants and bars will be lifted and barbecue pits will reopen. Frank Young has more. The government says the limit on opening hours for eateries and bars will be removed from next Thursday, November the 3rd. But other COVID rules, such as the number of people allowed at each table, will remain unchanged. Currently, restaurants can open until midnight, while bars are allowed to serve customers until 2 a.m. Undersecretary for Health Libby also says public barbecue sites overseen by the government will reopen in a week's time. She says outdoor barbecues won't pose more of a health risk than restaurants. Also, from next Thursday, people attending functions, such as weddings, are allowed to take their face masks off while taking photos. Dr. Lee Chu doesn't believe that would pose too much of a health risk. We consider the risk of taking off the mask briefly without eating or drinking or just taking photos for a short period of time. The risk should be manageable. And then um, we do receive a lot of feedbacks from citizens uh, to feel that letting them having a photos on stage probably and can actually ease their worries and make their well-being much better. Dr. Lee also says the mass mandate and vaccine pass scheme will remain in place for the time being. On when the government would further ease travel restrictions to no longer require arrivals to undergo three days of medical surveillance, she says officials have to be cautious and closely monitor the COVID situation around the world. The announcement came as Hong Kong reported 6,062 new COVID infections for the day, of which 375 were imported. Chuang Shou-Kwan from the Center for Health Protection says the number of local infections in the past week was up about 5% from the week before, and eight more COVID patients have died. Mr Ng, who will host a wedding in December, says the dropping of the mask-wearing rule during photo-taking won't make much of a difference. In respect of the dropping of mask rule during the photo-taking, I don't think it adds much because if my overseas guests cannot come to Hong Kong, then obviously they cannot take photos with me during the wedding. 52-year-old woman has been arrested following a high-speed car chase by police from West Kowloon to Two Moon Road. It happened after officers said a patrolling vehicle spotted the license of a car travelling on the West Kowloon corridor had expired. Todd Harding with the details. Officers had signalled the driver to pull over, but instead of complying, she sped through Lychikok Road and Chunwan Road with the police in pursuit. Police said after travelling some nine kilometres, the driver made a U-turn on Moon Road, going against the traffic for another three kilometres before her car collided with two other vehicles. All three drivers were injured, with one of them trapped inside his vehicle at one point. Investigators say they've arrested the driver in question for alleged furious driving, taking a conveyance without authority and other offences. Police added that she was wanted for other drugs and fraudulent document-related cases. Cost of borrowing in countries using the euro will rise again after the European Central Bank decided to increase interest rates by three-quarters of a percentage point. BBC's Theo Leggett reports. 
This is the third increase in interest rates in the euro area so far this year, and it's unlikely to be the last. The bank itself said today that it expects to raise them further. Inflation in the single currency zone is running at just under 10%, with price increases fueled by the effects of the war in Ukraine and COVID-related disruption to supply chains. The ECB's inflation target is 2%. But economists warn that lifting rates too far too fast could push the region's economies into recession. Other central banks are facing a similar juggling act. The US Federal Reserve and the Bank of England are both expected to announce similar rate hikes early next month. Now the weather, it'll be fine, dry during the day tomorrow. Temperatures will range between 22 and 29 degrees. Moderate east to north easterly winds, fresh offshore at first. The outlook, persistently fine and dry following a couple of days. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Home prices have fallen for a fourth straight month to their lowest level in nearly four years. New government data shows private home prices in September dropping 2.1% month-on-month, widening from a 1.9% decline in August. Compared to a year ago, prices are down 9%. Rent, meanwhile, has risen for a fifth consecutive month, edging up 0.2% compared to August. The Monetary Authority's chief executive, Eddie Yu, says it's crucial for Hong Kong to have a clear roadmap towards normality and not revert to tighter anti-epidemic measures in order to strengthen overseas confidence in the FCR. And as Violet Wong reports, both Mr Yu and the government's financial services chief also said firms and employees had started to return to the city since hotel quarantine ended. During interviews with local media, including the Hong Kong Economic Journal and TVB, Mr. Yu said he'd learned that many financial workers had returned to the SAR since the government replaced hotel quarantine with three days of medical surveillance for inbound travelers. The head of the territory's de facto central bank added that many banking sector employees who'd previously relocated abroad have even requested to be sent back to Hong Kong. He said the fact that the territory did not tighten its anti-COVID policy in spite of a recent rebound in infections has helped to attract talent. The Secretary for Financial Services and the Treasury, Christopher Ho, said firms from the financial sector are returning under the zero-plus-three COVID policy, and he's confident that more corporations will come to Hong Kong when more schemes to attract talent are rolled out. One of these is to grant eligible home buyers a stamp duty refund after they've lived here for seven years and become permanent residents. Asked on an RTHK program whether this will affect Hong Kong's fiscal reserves, Mr Ho said the government has a different goal. Our objective is not really to get more money for the covers, but more importantly to get more talent. Yet at the same time, the actual impact, I think, is rather difficult to estimate for the time being. Because after all, it has to take into account many conditions and many factors, including how many people are going to use this arrangement, and also the value of the properties they're going to buy, and also when they're going to have the stamp duty refunded. The Monetary Authority chief said he believes Hong Kong's common law system, a robust regulatory regime, as well as its role in facilitating capital flows between the mainland and overseas, will continue to attract talent to the city. Mr Yu added that he hopes to convey a message to the world that Hong Kong is back by hosting the Global Financial Leaders Investment Summit on November the 2nd and 3rd. From Saturday, cyclists can register to take part in the Hong Kong Cyclothon in December. 
Tourism Board says it plans to host 3,000 riders who can race a 50-kilometre route that starts in Chimsa Choi and takes in the Qingma, Tingkao and Songkutas Bridge, as well as several tunnels. Participants must be triple jabbed and produce a negative PCR test two days before the race and pass a rapid antigen test on the day itself. The event is back after a four-year break and after the Omicron COVID wave forced its shelving in January. Board Chairman Pang Yukai says he hopes it can go ahead this time around. According to the Hong Kong government, whatever measures that they have done to relax the current restrictions on movements or on social gatherings, they will not pull it back. That is the government's line. And we uh, will follow and respect the government's line. But of course, the health of the community comes first. So if there was a very major outbreak and if we were told that we need to postpone the event, then I think the health of Hong Kong people come first. Israel and Lebanon have signed a historic U.S.-brokered maritime border deal which paves the way for both countries to explore hotly contested offshore gas fields. Long-running rows over rights to the fields brought both nations to the brink of conflict. The U.S. envoy Amos Hochstein negotiated the deal. I think what's important now that we've reached this milestone is not just this milestone, but what happens from here. And I truly believe and hope that this can be an economic turning point in Lebanon for a new era of investment and uh, continued support to lift up the economy and make sure that whatever arrangements happen, they're done openly, transparently, and making sure that the benefits are felt directly by all the Lebanese people. Members of Afghanistan's elite National Army Commando Corps, who were abandoned by the United States and Western allies when the country fell to the Taliban last year, say they are being contacted with offers to join the Russian military to fight in Ukraine. The U.S.-trained light infantry force fought alongside the U.S. and other allied special forces for almost 20 years, and only a few hundred officers of the estimated 25,000-strong force were evacuated by their allies when the Taliban took over last year. Lynn O'Donnell has been researching this story for Foreign Policy magazine. Well, they've been saying that their situation uh, since the collapse of the Afghan Republic in August last year has become so desperate. Um, Many of them who are still in Afghanistan are in hiding. Many others left for regional countries to escape Taliban death squads um, that they are um, now thinking very seriously about accepting offers that are coming their way to join the Russian military to go to Ukraine to fight um, on the battlefield there on the Russian side. Well, from what I understand, each of these men cost about 300,000 US dollars to train in techniques used by specialist Western military units like the US Navy SEALs and the British SAS, like tactical operational planning and night raids, navigational skills, covert surveillance, imagery analysis, interrogation and how to treat uh, prisoners and nighttime fighting and flying. So they fought alongside the special forces from the United States and allies like Britain, Australia, New Zealand and Norway. Um, so that makes them amongst the highest trained um, light infantry officers uh, in the world. A UN report has revealed that there is now no credible path to limiting global temperature rises to 1.5 degrees Celsius or less, a goal set in the Paris Climate Agreement. Here's the BBC's Imogen Folks. At the Global Climate Summit last year, countries pledged further reductions in greenhouse gases. 
But today's UN report suggests they would reduce emissions by less than 1%, leaving the world on track for a temperature rise of up to 2.6 degrees centigrade this century. The report says the world needs fundamental changes. No new fossil fuel infrastructure. Transport and industry must adopt zero-emission technology. And we all need to change what we eat. A North Korean ice cream factory, which was personally commissioned and had its construction fast-tracked by leader Kim Jong-un, has opened in the capital Pyongyang. State broadcaster KCNA described the factory as modern and that it'll provide the people with better desserts. Artist Wong reports. The KCNA reports that the Taesungsan ice cream factory will provide tasty ice cream and health drinks favoured by the North Korean people and children. An official who opened the factory, located at the foot of the Taesungsan mountain, said leader Kim Jong-un had personally initiated the plant's construction so that people can have better ice cream. Jung Hoi Choi added that the factory was built quickly thanks to special measures taken by Mr Kim to speed up the project. Mr Jung, who is chairman of the Budget Committee of the Supreme People's Assembly, stressed the project for improving the welfare of the people cannot be delayed regardless of how severe the hardships are. According to South Korea's Yonhap News, Taesung-san is on the outskirts of the capital with major attractions such as amusement parks, swimming pools and a zoo. It added that North Korea has recently been boosting efforts to improve its people's livelihoods amid chronic food shortages and prolonged global sanctions. The opening of the ice cream factory comes as concerns rise among U.S., Japanese and South Korean officials that North Korea is preparing for a nuclear test. This year alone, North Korea has launched more than 20 ballistic missiles at unprecedented pace, including one that flew over northern Japan, triggering sirens there in early October. The latest U.S. government data shows that the American economy has returned to growth after two quarters of decline, despite rising prices and higher borrowing costs. It expanded at an annual rate of 2.6% in three months ending in September. Reminder of our top stories tonight, the government is to ease more social distancing measures, including those on restaurant operating hours and barbecue pits. A 52-year-old woman has been arrested following a high-speed car chase from West Kowloon, And in finance, the European Central Bank raises interest rates by three-quarters of a percentage point to battle inflation. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time out of the mist, your voice is calling. Tis twilight time. When purple colored curtains mark the end of day, I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time. And a very good evening to our third hour together. We call it Twilight Time, bringing you 45 minutes of music just to relax to, especially if you've had a bit of a day of it this Thursday. And if you'd like a song, you can choose one if you want. It's radiopete at gmail to get in touch. 
Good mixture between now and midnight where the first song for you is Nat King Cole. Those blues in the night lights Are no longer bright lights Since I'm without you Sweet dreams Oh, where did they fly to? You're gone And whom can I cry to? Those night lights remind me of bright eyes and beautiful white lies. Too good to be true as I go on my way with all my heart. I pray that those night lights will leave. To you, Lights remind me of bright eyes and beautiful white lies. Too good to be true as I go on my way. With all my heart, I pray that those night lights. Will lead me to you.